Hi, I'm Rabbi Yisrael Bernath, and welcome to my Daily Torah Thoughts. If you haven't heard the past two days of uh, thoughts, I suggest that you listen to those before this one, because this one is number three of a series and uh, a continuation of the past two days. Today I want to talk about men and women again, and the male ego. You see, men are fragile. Women aren't. Why are men so fragile? I think because at the core of a man's psyche, there's a vast emptiness. There's outer space. There's nothing. It's just black. In a woman's psyche, there's no blackness or emptiness. I want to get a little controversial here for a second. There's a blessing that we say every morning, whereas we, men, thank God for not making me a woman. And women say, thank you, God, for making me as you want me to be. I think it's because a woman can make a positive statement about herself because she is. She's grateful for what she is. A man is grateful for what he's not because he can't make a positive statement. He can't say, thank you for what I am. He's never sure he's really anything. So the male psyche is very fragile. You say, boo, and it falls apart. This is where humility comes to play. Humility means stop trying to cover up your nothingness. Stop trying to compensate for that emptiness, for that fear that you're nothing, that you're a zero. Accept it. It's true. And then work from there. A woman's plight is this. On the one hand, the weakness, the danger is that if she doesn't maintain herself, she basically dissolves into him and she becomes an appendage of him, which happens very, very often. On the other hand, there's no greater talent there's no greater virtue that a woman has than to become completely him in a healthy, positive, and virtuous way. A woman's greatest strength is when she maintains herself what is hers. And if she completely, insanely is devoted to her husband, perfect, her husband becomes hers. And when she's devoted to what is hers, that's great. The man who finally comes to term with his nothingness is now free from the desperate need to defend himself, to protect himself from the nothingness. And now he's ready to serve. That's exactly why men have a hard time with free time. They can't stand facing themselves. When a soldier goes to war, they come back and they're completely changed. They're not going to need to prove that they are something because they got comfortable with being nothing. They were ready to die. And when a man can face his own obliteration, then he's ready to be of service of others. He's ready to be feminine. But as long as he has to compensate for this fear, for the suspicion that he's basically nothing, he's married to it. He's occupied full time. He's not available to anyone or anything because he has this quote-unquote monster in his closet that haunts him, this monster that obsesses him. And every conversation... His wife knows and thinks she's talking to him. But he's not talking to her. He's talking to his monster. So I tell you, in order for a man to become a mensch, he has to go through some very dramatic changes. Changes that a woman doesn't have to go through. A little girl's born to her mother. It's okay. She grows up emulating her mother, wearing her mother's high heels. It's totally okay. She grows up wanting to be a mommy. She grows up wanting to be a woman. Totally fine. Her life is set from the first moment she's born. And then all she has to do is keep on that track. But that's not the case for a little boy. First, the fetus starts off female. 
and only after the introduction of some shocking, cataclysmic molecule changes him into a boy. And we have no idea how painful that is. How would you like someone messing up your DNA molecules? There's already a wrenching change. Then he's born to a mother, a woman, and he starts to think, I want to be a mommy, and someone slaps him and says, don't you ever say that. You can't be a mommy. There's the next wrench. So he has to separate from his mommy, physically and psychologically, because she's not his path in life. He starts off being a female fetus, and then he has to change that. He starts off being his mother's darling, and then he has to change that. He has to unbond from his mother and bond to his father, because he has to want to be a daddy. And it's still not finished. In order for him to become a man, he has to go through another wrenching change. He has to unbond from his father. It's a messy life. Not a very straight road, huh? And you can get stuck at any one stage, and then you're finished. So what happens? After he's a boy, because he's bonded to, and is getting along with his father, and he has gained his father's approval, which means he's not a girl anymore, now he has to gain the approval of the adult male world, of men. And that can't be his father. That has to be a stranger. And that's why men have to go out and find a mentor. A man needs a mentor. They need someone to serve. And if he does that properly, and he wins the approval of his mentor, now he's a man. And you think that's it? You think now he's okay? No. Once he becomes a man, now he can become feminine. Gosh, right? Confusing? I think in our society it's sad. Because people don't know anything about this. Primitive societies knew. They understand this perfectly. They understood the boy had to be thrown out of the lodge. They had to be thrown out of the cage, out of the tribe, and forced to go off on his own. To whatever. And if he survived and he came back and he became a man, so good. Girls don't have that. Because it's not the female psyche. It's not in the nature of a woman to have to go out and face her monster. Because she doesn't have a monster. So how does a man get confirmation of his manliness? In order to be a man, he has to get the approval of men who have made it. But if he's getting approval of men who have not yet made it, like gang members, it doesn't work. If he's getting approval from his peers, they're just lying to each other. They're propping each other up. It's not effective approval. And getting that approval from a woman is definitely not going to work. So the man needs a mentor. The man needs to be able to die, so to speak, psychologically. He has to be ready to give it all up. When a man goes to his mentor, he's not going to get something. He's going to surrender. He's going to die. And then when the mentor tells him what he needs to do, he's now completely devoted to whatever mission it is, to whatever his purpose in life is, because he's not fighting his monster anymore. That, my friends, is extreme humility. That's healthy, because it's simple acceptance of reality. I'm Rabbi Yisrael Bernath. That's my daily Torah thought. Have a fantastic day. Hi, Rabbi Bernath here. I have some great news for you. My popular four-week course, Kabbalah for Everyone, is available right now for free for the next 50 people who download it. All you have to do is go to www.theloverabbi.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and you're going to see the download button right there. In this course... I talk about the Kabbalistic secrets to relationships, to wealth, to happiness, and balance. This special offer has been dedicated in loving memory of Ellie Dorfman. I look forward to hearing from you and hope you enjoy the course. Now on to today's episode.